0: Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Family Sanctuary, a show that inspires living the gospel message in word and deed within our families. And now, Family Sanctuary with host Peggy Hartshorn.
1: Welcome to Family Sanctuary, focusing on life-giving relationships and the family. I'm your host, Peggy Hartshorn, chairman of Heartbeat International that advances life-affirming pregnancy help around the world. And right now on Family Sanctuary, we're focusing on a series of programs on issues surrounding the dignity of the person, especially on abortion. With the fall of Roe v. Wade, Uh, Abortion is again front and center. And there are efforts in almost every state, including here in Ohio, to make abortion a right in our state constitution. So now is the time to understand the truth about abortion, the science about abortion, and also what our church teaches. Because there are so many lies that you will hear in the media, online, and even perhaps from family and friends. So now is the time to learn and share the truth. And I'm very excited about the podcasts that we've already done and the ones that we are doing today. Uh, If you want to see or listen to other podcasts from our series, go to stgabrielradio.com under the podcast for Family Sanctuary and simply search the word abortion and you'll find some really excellent programs that we already have in our archives. And today we're going to add two more from a, very special guest, uh, who's Dr. Brent Bowles. Dr. Bowles has has done other programs for us already. Actually, uh, one is called "Are Abortion Safe for Women," the other is "Abortion Safer Than Childbirth," and today we're going to go into the topic abortion, reassessing the meaning of viability. And Dr. Bowles is a phenomenal (laughs) expert, just the right person to to do these topics for us. Uh, Dr. Bowles, welcome uh, quickly, Dr. Bowles. And then I I want to give a, a, a good explanation of the expertise you bring to the program. But welcome and thank you for being with us today.
0: Hello, Peggy. It's great to be with you.
1: (laughs) Great to have you again. And Dr. Bowles has been a practicing obstetrician and gynecologist for more than 25 years, and he still is. He is seeing women in his practice, and I'm sure he may tell us some stories as he is talking with us today about women who have been injured uh, in the abortion process or going through the abortion process and actually wanting to reverse that abortion. So he has hands-on experience as well as tremendous academic background to bring to this discussion he's a board certified uh, obgyn in addition to being in private practice he's held academics uh, academic appointments also with the university of tennessee school of medicine and the meharry medical college and you'll hear from his presentation today and in the archives what a great teacher he is how he can explain complicated subjects in a way that you really can understand um, Dr. Bowles has served the pro-life community for many years and has been a pregnancy center medical director from 2008 until 21. And he's also served as a pro-life expert witness in federal courts when the abortion pill reversal information is discussed uh, in the informed consent process in state law. Dr. Bowles is now the medical director of Heartbeat International's Abortion Pill Reversal Network, and his first book, Supremely Wrong, The Injustice of Abortion, is now in print. So we're really thrilled to have you again, Dr. Bowles. Thank you for taking time out of your busy private practice and academic work uh, to, and, and testifying in state legislatures for us in the pro-life arena. Thank you for taking time to be with us and discuss these subjects in even more depth. Uh, So today we're getting into reassessing the meaning of viability when it comes to the abortion issue. So, of course, Dr. Bowles, being an expert witness and and understanding being being uh, adept in the whole arena of state law regarding abortion, viability is often used as a standard um, in abortion law. Uh, or a proposed abortion law to say well and 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 many people i think are confused about this is abortion something different before the viability of a child or or after the viability of a child does that make a difference in the humanity of the child in the risk of abortion uh, uh, abortion is always fatal to the child of course so what about this standard of viability? Why is it used so frequently as uh, some kind of a, of a either starting point for legal abortion or ending point for legal abortion? What is the standard?
0: The, the word or the use of the term viability became much more crucial uh, in terms of the law uh, regarding abortion in all 50 states. In the case of Planned Parenthood versus Casey, um, the state of Pennsylvania had passed some significant legislation uh, regarding abortion. And of course, uh, Planned Parenthood sued to block its implementation. Um, The Supreme Court at that point upheld a portion of the law and essentially wrote policy that then lasted for decades that states really couldn't regulate abortion prior to viability of the child, but after viability, they they could regulate. Now, how are they using the term viability? Well, what most people don't realize is that there are two different ways that the medical literature uses the term viability in regards to a pregnancy. And most people doing OBGYN don't even think about the fact that we talk about viability two different ways, and those within the abortion community certainly don't want us to focus on the actual definitions of viability, because the way they used the term to convince everyone that it was totally okay to abort a child before viability allowed them to use the term viability as a scientific and medical-sounding term that made it easier to dehumanize the fetus, to, to say that this unborn child really has no worth because he's not viable yet.
1: And viable meaning able viable to live on its, on its own, on his or her, her own?
0: Yes, viability in that case, meaning able to survive if delivered at that particular gestational age. Well, I'm going to, I want to focus first on one obvious problem with using that term. And then we're going to talk about the two different ways that the term is used and why viability, the way it was used, should never have been applied to the abortion issue. Um, the first problem is when this was passed and when this judicial decision was handed down in 1992, viability was very different. Uh, the gestational age at which uh, an unborn child was considered viable was very different. Not long before 1992, lots of obstetricians wrote off any baby that was under 28 weeks. And by they, 1992, they would say
1: they would say if 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 the baby's not 20 weeks 28 weeks of gestation, there's no chance of it surviving outside the womb.
0: Correct. Okay. Um, technology then was not as good. We didn't. We weren't able to support those babies from a respiratory standpoint, um, and they just they did not do well. So, you know, there was a time not long before 1992 when most 28 week babies didn't make it. Okay, did not by 1992 that had changed, and we were <clears throat> being aggressive with 25 and 26 week babies and thinking about 24 week babies. Now we have programs across the country that will be more aggressive with 22 and 23 week babies. So as science progresses, the age of viability has gone down and babies born at such ages are are doing much, much better. It's not uncommon at all in my work as a hospitalist dealing with high risk obstetric patients for us to deliver 24 week babies that do well. Um, and we deliver some under 24 weeks that survive and, and do okay. Many don't, Mm -hmm. Uh, that's just the fact. Many do not do well, but it was once considered impossible. Uh, and now it's considered highly possible. And Dr. Bowles,
1: a, a normal pregnancy is 40 weeks. Is that Correct.
0: You're considered full term if you reach 37 weeks and your due date is the day a pregnant woman reaches 40 weeks.
1: Okay, your due date is 40 weeks, but 37 weeks is considered full term. So we're talking about now, babies that are just a couple of weeks over halfway through a pregnancy uh, could be viable, could perhaps survive outside the womb. That's that's amazing to think (laughs) how 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 tiny that baby is, and I think probably a lot of us listening to you have seen pictures uh, on the internet of babies that have survived at 22 weeks. Yes, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that you can hold I them in the palm a, of your hand,
0: right? I have a picture of a handprint of a baby I delivered uh, on a pink card. It was a little girl, and on that pink card, next to the handprint, is a dime, a coin. You know, a dime that's worth 10 cents. Wow. the dime is bigger than her hand. Mm. And she's a toddler getting ready for preschool now.
1: Wonderful. <laughs> that's so, amazing. So, so thanks to modern science and probably also good care in pregnancy for, for pregnant moms and, and nutrition of the babies and so forth as they grow and develop. Um, viability has changed dramatically. The point of viability has changed dramatically since 1992. And of course, it, it differs from baby to baby, as you're saying, and from uh, baby to baby based on the technology that's available and the aggressiveness of, of the doctors in helping to save that baby's life.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. You bring up a good point. The technology varies. The capabilities vary from place to place. A child born after a rapid preterm labor and delivery um, in the middle of the country, five hours from a tertiary care center is far less likely to make it than a baby at the same gestational age in a metropolitan tertiary care medical center. Mm-hmm. And so applying a viability standard to say before this, this child is not human and has no rights. And after it, it does, that means that by extension, human life is worth less if you live in a rural area and you're distant from a hospital. Mm -hmm. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, it it just there's so many things, logical extensions of that line of thinking and conclusions that you reach when you look at it objectively that just are complete nonsense You know, when the court wrote their decision in 1992, they didn't take into account differences of technology. They didn't take into account the the possibility of advancing uh, technology that allowed the gestational age of viability to to get lower and lower. They just threw out the term viability, left it up to the, you know, the people implementing these policies to argue about it. And to decide, and of course, those supporting abortion always wanted to push that out as far as they could.
1: Sure. Um, and, if a, and if, and if, if let's say an abortion law were uh, were based limiting abortion or forbidding abortion after viability, I suppose that law then would require a doctor to sign off that the baby was not yet viable, and for any doctor. Uh, to uh, an abortionist or person favoring abortion, could say at any point in in his or her judgment that that baby was not viable. It would simply be a judgment call. There would be no, uh, there would be no actual logical or medical criteria to say when that baby's viable.
0: That's correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was just there was no guidance in how to use right. the term, which, which just says that. Particular use of the term was atrocious. Mm-hmm. Dr. Uh, Bowles, really
1: uh, if, for people who may be just joining our program, I just wanted to to let you know who our guest is today and our topic. We're about halfway through our program. So uh, our guest today is Dr. Brent Bowles, who's a practicing obstetrician and gynecologist for more than 25 years. He's board certified, and and he also is uh, has academic appointments at uh, two medical colleges. He is an expert on abortion and, uh, and women's health care, of course, and he's here to to talk to us today on the topic of abortion, reassessing the meaning of viability, because you'll be hearing so much uh, debate, particularly now that Roe v. Wade has been overthrown and and we're debating it so much now in our states, about using viability as some kind of a criteria for when abortion should be legal or not legal. And it's, it's, as Dr. Bowles has been telling us, uh, totally an arbitrary term. Yes. Go ahead, Dr. Bowles. I'm sorry I interrupted you to reintroduce the topic.
0: No, it's fine. Um, It really is an arbitrary term. That's a good word for it. It's completely arbitrary. Uh, It changes with time. It changes with the availability of technology based on location. And the other side, those who support abortion rights, want to use it uh, and use it frequently in order to dehumanize the concept of the child that is Mm pre-viable to to assign to that child a state of being in which that child isn't even human and has no rights so to use the term viability in the way that they used it to assign a value to human life was incredibly awful
1: Mm -hmm. um
0: there are two different ways in the obstetric literature that the term viability is used when it comes to assessing a pregnancy. And the other side doesn't want people to realize this. Hmm. And, and honestly, most people don't realize it, even those within the community. They don't, within the OBGYN community, they've not realized that we use the term viability in two different ways. Uh, when it comes to pregnancy, mm-hmm. the way that the court in Casey versus Planned Parenthood used it, and the way that it applies when you're assessing whether or not a child is far enough along to survive if delivered, that is a prognostic use. Now, the word prognosis just means what are your chances? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if you are sitting with your doctor and he just he has to tell you that you have cancer then he's going to tell you what your prognosis is. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: With treatment, you've got a 90% chance of survival. With treatment, you've got a 20% chance of five-year survival. They're going to give you a prognosis. Mm -hmm. A prognosis is a prediction of how well you will do given a certain set of circumstances. Mm -hmm. So the, the viability term, the way it was used in Casey versus Planned Parenthood, was a prognostic use of the term Mm -hmm. viability in the prognostic sense of the word means viability is the point in the pregnancy before which the child has no chance of survival if delivered and after which the child has a chance of survival if he or she is born Mm -hmm. Um,
1: and we really only know that after the child is born
0: In a reality,
1: <laughs> we Correct. can't tell ahead of time exactly what that point of viability is.
0: No. Yeah. And the, the other side wants us to all believe that this prognostic use of the word assigns some worth and value to the child and, and gives us an assessment of whether or not the child should be considered a human being in terms of having human rights, like the right to life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've often said that You know, when you take away the human right to life uh, for anyone, then there's no longer any such thing as a human right to life. There's the privilege of life. Um, And in terms of abortion, you have the privilege of being wanted if you're born, but if you're unwanted, you're out of luck because there is no longer any such thing as a human right to life. If you're alive, it's a privilege, not a right, because we have chosen to dehumanize an entire class of human beings and say that they have no rights. Well, if you take away such a fundamental right from any class of human beings, then it's no longer a right for any class of human beings. It's a privilege, not a right. And that's what the abortion issue has done to people. It's deprived an entire class. Uh, there have been more than a billion people aborted around the world in the last 50 years. A billion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Far more than have been killed in every war and every genocide uh, and every mass murder in all of history combined. Um
1: It's interesting, Dr. Bowles. um, I I introduced you earlier as being the medical director of HeartBeat's uh, abortion pill reversal network. What you just said there reminds me so much of one of the founders of HeartBeat International and this whole network of pregnancy help around the world. Uh, Her name was Lori Meyer, and she was a survivor of Nazi Germany. And uh, she escaped at the very end of the war by pretending to be a Red Cross nurse and and jumping on a on a, a Red Cross vehicle and and escaping into Czech the Czech Czechoslovakia actually the Czech Republic. But uh, what she said as a survivor of Nazi Germany was, if we're not against abortion, we're against our own survival. And she she saw even as a teenager that by saying a whole class of people, Jewish people. Uh, did not have a right to life we we had we threatened the right to life of every human being. So what you're saying is exactly the same thing. We've taken away the right to life uh, of a whole class of people now or or our laws can do that take away the right to life for a whole class of people. and in so doing, then then they just make a life a privilege that is up to someone else to determine the value of in other words, uh, and, and if I'm wanted, I have a right to life. If I'm not, I don't have a right to life. So, uh, we're learning these lessons of history over and over and over again. Sadly, sadly. Um,
0: and you you bring up the point about Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it always really makes the hair on my neck stand up when an abortion supporter refers to us as Nazis. Mm. Um, and refers to us as fascists, Mm -hmm. because it was Nazi fascism that thought that it had the right to decide who had the right to live and who didn't.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And because they dehumanized one group of people, the Jews, and killed six million of those in the space of just a few years, they also threw in, and this is what most people don't realize about history, they also threw in a whole lot of other people.
1: Yes. That mm-hmm. they
0: that they didn't like mm-hmm. that they demonized that they decided were were not worthy of the privilege of living. In in total, the Holocaust killed eleven million people. Mm-hmm. Six million were Jews. The rest were um, Christians who opposed the Nazi government, mm-hmm. other political dissidents, Gypsies, handicapped people, and homosexuals. Mm-hmm. The Nazi government decided that those five other classes of people, in addition to the Jews, were not worthy of life, didn't have the right to life, and they just disposed of them. Yes, yeah, so, so they we,
1: would not give them the privilege uh, of of right. life. We've got about four more minutes uh, in our program. I wish we could <laughs> have longer. We okay. We're really on such a important issue here. Um, and then,
0: then let me let me explain the the diagnostic use of the term viability, mm-hmm. and that's where the abortion issue should focus. We in the obstetrics and gynecology community. When we're assessing a first trimester pregnancy uh, because they come in with bleeding and they're worried about miscarriage or they come in and we're worried about whether or not they have an ectopic, when we determine by using a combination of hormone levels and ultrasound, when we determine that it's a healthy pregnancy and that the embryo or the fetus is alive and has a heartbeat, we refer to that pregnancy as viable. Hmm. If if there's a heart, if there's an embryo or a fetus that has no heartbeat, it's not viable. Mm-hmm. If the embryo never develops, it's not viable. Mm-hmm. If bleeding has occurred and the whole placenta is detached and the pregnancy is no longer alive, it's not viable. Mm-hmm. If it's an ectopic pregnancy, it's not viable. Those are diagnostic uses of the term, which say either there is. A living human being in this pregnancy or there is not
1: and And that's that's
0: where the definition should focus because it is wrong to intervene in a pregnancy and end the life of a viable human being when you use the diagnostic use the viability term in a diagnostic way the diagnostic use of the term says whether or not there's human life Right. The prognostic use of the term just says comments on the chances for survival if delivered. Mm-hmm. And that is the wrong standard to use.
1: Now, that is that is a great distinction. And uh, <clears throat> we can certainly uh, support that use of the term viable as a diagnostic term for every living, growing embryo or fetus in the womb. It is viable because it is alive <laughs> and it is growing. Uh, so that should be the term that we're using constantly to show the value of every human being so that its survival is not determined by privilege because someone wants it or has decided that this person can live and we will support that life. Dr. Bowles, that's an excellent um, Distinction. I want to thank you for um, being with us today and really helping us understand that term, viability, and how we need to be thinking about it in terms of the dignity of every human person. Uh, Thank you so much for being with us, and I hope our audience will listen to the other a podcast that Dr. Bowles has done for us. He'll be doing four altogether. You can go to St. Gabriel radio.com look under Podcasts, the family sanctuary and search for Dr. Bowles name B O L E S and also all of our programs on abortion, because now is the time to learn the truth and be able to share it uh, in a loving way. So you've been listening uh, to the family sanctuary today on St. Gabriel Catholic radio and I'm your host, Peggy Hartshorn. Uh, we also want to refer you, if you if, if you know someone who has an issue with pregnancy, who needs help, please go to optionline.org or pregnancycenters.org. Uh, if you know anybody who, who has had an abortion and needs help and support, those two resources will also be great to refer you to help and support uh, in every community uh, here in, in the U.S. and around the world. And be sure to, again, consult our website. SaintGabrielRadio.com for the family sanctuary and other podcasts and listen to our program uh, again we're broadcast at four o'clock on saturdays and two o'clock on sundays so join us to strengthen our families and make them sanctuaries of life as god intends
0: family sanctuary is a production of listener supported saint gabriel catholic radio am820 Archives of Family Sanctuary with Peggy Hartshorn are available at SaintGabrielRadio.com.